The Baltimore Ravens have bolstered their secondary here, signing Rocky Yassin, formerly of the Las Vegas Raiders, to a one-year deal. We talk about what this move means for the Ravens, their secondary, their defense, what the team can now do moving forward, and what it means for Marcus Peters. All that and more coming up next here. You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in here to another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host. Kevin Ostreicher of Ravens Wire, and we're here as always on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for tuning in here, making us your first listen each and every day. Our friend available is always all podcasting platforms, including over in video form on YouTube. And we're back here. It's an exciting episode as the Ravens have made a secondary move. Rock Yassian coming into Baltimore here on a one-year deal, and, and we'll break that all down here. An instant reaction, live edition here on Wednesday evening. So thank you all for tuning in here today. We are a daily five-day-a-week Ravens podcast, by the way. So not just these live streams, but five days per week, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Eastern time. We put out shows. So if you want to subscribe here on YouTube, we just hit 4,000, which a huge, huge thank you to everybody who has subscribed here on YouTube, and a huge thank you to everybody who has listened in audio form as well. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. It's the same show. So if you want to watch one day, listen the other day, we have you covered there. We put out that Ravens news analysis updates again, five days. So be sure to subscribe. And if you have a friend or a family member who's a Ravens fan or wants a Ravens perspective on things, we have them covered here. We do these live streams to get engaged with the chat. You can comment in the chat. I'll be sure to engage with that and read out what your thoughts are on this signing here. So we're planning to talk about today in terms of what this signing means for the Ravens defense and what it means moving forward for maybe a Marcus Peters or an Adrian Amos and what they can do with this here. So we'll talk about Yassin, first of all, just what he brings, who he is, what his history is, strengths, weaknesses, et cetera. Then in the second segment, we'll move more into the actual makeup of the secondary, the roster, especially like more focusing on corners, of course. And then in the final segment, we'll move into the future. So this move is now done. What does it mean for Baltimore moving forward here? So there, there is plenty to dive into here today. Let's start off with Rocky Essien again, a one-year deal worth up to $6 million. So this is going to be, I think, a deal that has some incentives to it. I don't know what the actual structure of it is yet. I'm sure that will come out over the course of the next maybe couple hours, couple days, whenever it is. I mean, we're still waiting on the Mars extension. <laughs> I know everybody's been, you know, we got some more information on that but we haven't gotten the full extent of that deal. So they asked him, you know, if that comes out before Lamar's deal, everyone's going to be like, where's Lamar's deal? You know, what's the, what's the speculation in terms of this and that, and what's the money? So for him, I think it is important that we know with Yassi, and this is not going to be necessarily a major money investment in terms of years or dollars. I mean, he could earn those incentives. We'll see how likely they are. For example, Odell's deal with the Ravens, the one year deal up to 18 million with 15 guaranteed. You get the $3 million for Odell in terms of yards, catches, touchdowns. That's where he gets his. So maybe Yassin is on a per-game basis, receptions or tackles or snap percentage. But we don't know that yet. But this is a move that I think definitely had to be made for the Ravens. Their secondary, even, even after the draft, was not very good in terms of right? You know, we were expecting maybe the Ravens will go and 
maybe draft a Joey Porter Jr. or get a guy in the first round or maybe draft a high up corner. They did not do that. It didn't seem like to me the Ravens liked this cornerback class. It more seems like they wanted to wait for a move like this. And that's fine if, if that was the case, because I think yes, he brings that number two, number three cornerback presence. And, and that's good because, you know, you have Marlon Humphrey. That's your guy. That's your top guy. That's your top signing. But now your top signing of this offseason is Rocky Yassin so far. We'll see what ends up happening throughout the rest of it. But he can be, you know, is he a stud star number one? No, that's okay. They didn't need that, especially in this defense with Mike McDonald that I know multiple people have put kind of this aura around of you don't need to have necessarily so many like stud number one guys just have a competent number two number three guy and that's fine again their secondary still at least in the corner room outside of Marlon Humphrey it's not wonderful but I think Yassine at least adds to it and you just needed to add and I think we'll continue again as this episode goes on talking about what else they can add but this is at least the start and if it is the end if this is the final corner piece for them this offseason I think it's fine. You know, not every team is going to be one that, you know, has every single position. In fact, no team is going to have every single position absolutely just maxed out with star players. Yassin can be a role player, and that's fine for them. Overall for Yassin, he was obviously a second-round pick in 2019 out of Temple. So Tavon Young with the Temple, so did Rock Yassin here. Overall for him in four seasons, both between the Colts and the Raiders, he got actually traded for Yannick Ngakwe last offseason. So he was drafted by the Colts, then traded for Ngakwe last offseason. In those four seasons, 183 tackles. Not necessarily someone who's going to get around the football a ton in terms of interceptions. Only two interceptions in four years here. But does have 27 pass defense. So he actually, that kind of is in line with what Caillou Blue Kelly is for the Ravens, where he's around the football, but it's not necessarily translating to turnovers. Yassine is actually a very physical player too, a former wrestling standout. And you, he's, he has suplexed multiple players on the football field, just taking them and rocking them back. So that to me is, a, is a, the Ravens love their physical corners. Caillou Blue Kelly's physical. We know Marlon Humphrey's physical. Those secondary players for them are, I think, the specific mold that they like to target. And Rock Yassine is definitely that. Now, Yassine has never played a season he's never been healthy for a full season in his four seasons played 15 out of 16 games in 2019 and then 13 in 2020 13 in 2021 and 11 in 2022 so health for him is a little bit of a concern you know you would hope that he's able to put together his first full healthy season here in Baltimore but if you don't have that where else are you looking and I think that's kind of going to translate into our conversation moving forward in the last two segments about what should this team do after but he's someone who, again, the physicality, it just it just pops on tape if you're watching what this team wants because they want to be this team that is physical at all three levels. And to me, that's fine. He's a good press man guy. He will knock a guy off of their route. And I think to me, you want the physical aspect in that secondary, not just on the defensive line or you know linebackers. You want it at all three levels here. He's six foot, 190 pounds, so he's not necessarily this super big corner, more on the leaner side. He's played 88% of his NFL snaps on the outside. So I think when you're talking about being able to play in the slot, he's probably not, you know, he's probably not going to be a slot guy. And that again, it's all going to go into what the Ravens should do because we'll talk about it even on tomorrow's show. I don't necessarily think this is the final piece of the puzzle in this Ravens secondary, especially with the Lamar and how they have freed up space. They can definitely add some more depth pieces 
moving forward. But yes, yeah, he's a solid guy. If he's your number two, that's fine in this defense. If he's your number three, that's also fine in this defense if you add somebody else. But the corner room, I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of read off who the Ravens have now in that room. Obviously, Alan Humphrey, Brock Yassin is in there too. Brandon Stevens, Trayvon Mullen, Kylie Kelly, Jalen Omer Davis, Pepe Williams, Kevon Seymour, Daryl Worley, both keys, et cetera. Like, you know, there are a couple more guys in there. But your know, top three right now are Marlon Humphrey, Rock Yassin, and then, you know, you're kind of wondering, is it going to be Brandon Stevens, Trayvon Mullen? I think he, he's kind of flown under the radar. I think Mullen can be good. But at the end of the day, maybe they want to go with another veteran option there, like a Marcus We'll talk about that. And then the chat here, Felix says, I think this is a good signing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's also a quality signing. It's not going to break the bank for them. One year up to $6 million. That's key. Jalen Evans in the chat saying, I like this signing. What would bring Emos to, in your opinion? Emos would be good. I think it would allow Kyle Hamilton, if you're looking for a slot option, if you need to have Kyle Hamilton move over there, I think Adrian Amos could play role somewhat. We'll get into Adrian Amos more, though, as the, as the segments roll along here. But a, a good point there. By Jalen saying another piece of the puzzle. I agree. You know, you're fitting in pieces around this defense right now. I think Ratchelson is definitely another piece of that puzzle. Felix also saying player, but too many penalties on times when we do not need it and cost us sometimes. I mean, sure, you know, last year wasn't his best year. Definitely we'll talk about that more in the second segment. And DJ Dems coming in here. Yes, sir. We hear Flock Nation, baby. It's exciting. I mean, the Ravens have had a really solid three weeks here, three plus weeks. Odell coming in. Lamar Jackson signs. The Ravens have a pretty solid draft press. They flowers in there. Now, Rocky, I've seen it. It's, it's all shaping up. The Lamar extension, I think, is the big key. The, the big, you know, talking piece of the puzzle. The big piece of the puzzle was Lamar's extension to free up the space for them to be able to do this to make the Odell deal. I think, some, you know, it still is an overpay, in my opinion, the Odell deal. But in my opinion, I think the Lamar extension, you're able to kind of stomach that a little bit more. And I think the old Dell deal actually helps Lamar sign the deal. So that's completely fine with me. And I think Rocky Yassin and Marlon Humphrey, you know, is it Rocky Yassin and a prime Marcus Peters? You know, we're not going to get a prime Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters had the injury. He came off of it, didn't look very good. But if you have Marlon Humphrey and Rocky Yassin just as a base, you know, you now have other room. You have more room to operate if you're the Ravens at this point. But coming up in our second segment, we'll be diving into what this means for the cornerback room, what rotations could look like, also kind of factoring in what their secondary could look like. So be sure to stay tuned. A ton to dive into still on this live edition episode of Locked on Ravens. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 or $5,000 back in bonus bets in the first bet. Doesn't win. I'm a big Denver Nuggets guy. The everydayers on the show, they know that. They're up 2-0 on the Suns right now. So if you want to bet on Jamal Murray bouncing back or Nicole Jokic double or even the Nuggets winning game three and going up 3-0, you can do that on FanDuel. They have great promotions. They're a safe and secure app. You can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action in America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're back here, our second segment live here on Locked On Ravens on a Wednesday evening, an exciting one at that. Kevin Allstriker still talking with you here as we're breaking down the Rock Yeskin signing, the Ravens signing into a one-year up to $6 million deal live. And again, we do these live shows every time a move happens, a big move happens at that. And I think this is a, this is a solid move. So we're doing a live show here 
on that. We've talked about it over the last couple of days. So if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, turn notifications on so you know when these come out. Also, they'll be available after the fact in audio form. So you're not missing out as you're waiting for the audio version. Those will be out and that will be out after the live stream ends. But let's now move more into the Ravens and what it means for their secondary. We talked about Yassine a little bit as a player, very physical, 26 years old, has a little bit of health concerns, good impressed man. But at this point, he's an outside guy. The Ravens, I think their question now becomes who plays slot and are they done? Are they done in their secondary? So the last two segments kind of weave one into the other. And C.E. Blooms here saying they either need MP or Adrian Amos, then the secondary will be set. I, I agree. I think, you know, and this is kind of a teaser for the third segment. So this is this is my incentive to stay tuned for that. But I do think that Marcus Peters would be kind of the perfect rounded out signing for them. In this, I think Adrian Amos would be fine. If they signed both, like if they could just wrap up their secondary with Peters and Amos, I think that'd be really cool. But I think Yassine is at least a start in that. And again, if it's only Yassine, I just want to, if it happens, I want to prepare. If it's only Yassine, I still think it is fine. I don't think it's necessarily totally ideal, but at least it, at least to get them. I mean, it'd be better than them going into the season with just Brandon Stevens, <laughs> just, just Taylor Armour Davis as that second cornerback option there. But in terms of now what it means for the secondary, again, I read out the current group, the corner group, Humphrey, Yassine, Stevens, Mullen, et cetera. I think what this means, honestly, your top three, depending on how you view Brandon Stevens and Trayvon Mullen, I know it's very different for different people. Some people are very high on Trayvon Mullen, think he can be a really solid player for them. Others think it's, it's, it's a nothing signing. I tend to think he's in the middle. I think Mullins is being underrated. I think for me, what Mullen can bring is a very solid presence in that room and to be a decent cornerback three. But what I would like him to be <laughs> is a cornerback four or a cornerback five with maybe a, a Peters or someone else coming in. 7G Phil here saying, great signing. Now we need to get MP, probably just to shore, to shore things up. Yeah, I mean, again, that seems to be the theme here, where Marcus Peters, I think, would be the best rounded out signing. And I think, again, they can do that with Lamar now being signed to that extension. Obviously, Marlon Humphreys, your number one. That's not changing. <laughs> Marlon Humphreys, one of the best in this league. Rocky Asin's your two at this point. I mean, that's just what it is. I think he is better than Steve, better than Mullen, better than you know, all, all the other guys. He is your unquestioned cornerback too but again I don't think that means that all of a sudden you're done and like okay well you have Yassine and you have Stevens the Ravens can still make moves in that secondary and we know look we've seen it before the Ravens love to just bolster their secondary they've gone after it with very high level cornerback players who at the end of the day you just have an ability if you have a very switchable secondary to go out there and put guys in the slot, put guys outside. I mean, we saw Marlon Humphrey's versatility on full display when the Ravens are going through it with the injuries. And Humphrey had to kick inside and played as one of the best slot corners in the league. It just gives you an ability if you're a defense, just even at all three levels, like the position is defense era. The Ravens, I think, are trying to embrace that a little bit. Kyle Hamilton and obviously the selection of Trenton Simpson, et cetera. Your defense is looking pretty good now. When you kind of look at it at all three levels, they continue to add to that. On the defensive line, Justin Matabike, Broderick Washington, Michael Pierce, Brent Urban, Travis Jones. Outside linebacker-wise, it's Adafi Owe, David Ajabo, Tyus Bowser. Maybe we'll see an addition there. We'll talk about that in the next couple of minutes in the, in the third segment. Then inside linebacker. You have Rupon Smith and Patrick Queen and Trenton Simpson. Malik Harrison, I think, is a little forgotten about in there as well. Josh Ross, someone who was a really good free season standout for them. Corner-wise, we talked about it. Humphrey, Estevan, Stevens, 
Mullen, Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, et cetera. And then safety-wise, you have a guy like Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton and Geno Stone. And to me, this defense continues to add, and they should continue to add. But their roster right now looks really, really good. I think it's one of the more talented rosters they have had. Just, just from a full perspective, you look at the star power, you look at the depth. I think from a whole perspective, you have one of the better rosters this team has had in the past couple of seasons, which I really, really like. And it seems like Yassine is very excited to be involved. And, you know, he wants to be a part of the legacy. And I look, defense, and defense, defense, defense for the Ravens over the course of their franchise history. But now I think that you're kind of transitioning some of that over to offense, obviously with Lamar, with the receivers. But that doesn't mean you still can't add to that defense, as we have now seen, because you want to round out this roster as best you can Raven 76 B more saying salute Kevin in the chat. Welcome in. I appreciate you being here. B James saying, wow, we're rolling. I think they are. The Ravens really are going to roll these past three weeks. Odell, Lamar, they flowers in that draft. And now Rock Yassin and Steve saying they need Justin and JPP. They both can play the edge and also play three tech for the cheetah rush. I think JPP is more suitable than Justin Houston is. I think the Tavius Robinson pick is actually really interesting because I think you, you can kick him inside and outside. I think that would maybe eliminate the need for a JPP. I'm, I'm on board with you with Justin Houston. I think that would be a very, very solid signing for them. But maybe they they trust. I know Tavius Robinson is a very raw prospect. Like, I fully am aware of that. But I don't. it just depends now when you get down to a roster crunch. You're going to be able to keep JPP when I only see them maybe keeping five defensive linemen and five edge guys. If you have to choose between Justin Houston and Jason Pierre-Paul, I'm probably leaning more towards Justin Houston. It's, it's a very solid point that you make there. I definitely feel that. Otherwise, though, I would expect Marlon Humphrey to still be able to play inside-outside. But I think the big thing with signing another player is the fact that it would give more of that ability to a Humphrey or a Hamilton. Yes, he's going to be playing on the outside again. 88 snaps were on the outside during his career so far. I mean, I just, I think that he is an outside player. They're not going to really have that inside-outside switchability with him. And it'd be the same with Marcus Peters if you bring him in too. But maybe a Pepe Williams gets that nod if Marcus Peters gets brought in. Maybe a Brandon Stevens gets that nod too. But with the three-corner rotation, we've seen it. And I've said this, if you're an everyday air, I'm sure you've heard me say it before. With the ability to get Back in the past, Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith and Brandon Carr, Marlon Humphrey and Mark Peters and Jimmy Smith back when that was a thing. That's something to me that is valuable. So if you have Marlon Humphrey, Rocky Alcina, and Marcus Peters, is Marcus Peters the Marcus Peters of even two years ago? Probably not. You know, there's there again, I always say there are two options. I said this on yesterday's show. There are two options with Marcus Peters. He can either bounce back and have a great year in 2023 where the injury is just the injury, and, and it kind of sunk his career. He's not the player he was anymore, and it's not good. That's a risk that you now can take even more if you're the Ravens because of Yasmin and gives you that insurance. You're not necessarily relying on Peters to be the number two, and if that doesn't work, you're stuck with, with a Brandon Stevens or the inexperience that that has. I think overall, you still have the ability to bring in Marcus Peters and bet on that. He loves Baltimore. He's been with the team. Obviously, he said, you know, football being with the Ravens football career in terms of just his joy, brought his joy for the game back. So I think that that's really important. See Bloom saying JPP is 275 and can run. He's a force against the run until the edge guys prove it. Those two are needed. And look, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I understand that. And to me, pass rush, I think, skyrockets now. And it has been a need for them. JPP is, I think, 
really good, really good stuff for them, both in the run and the pass game. Again, he is that inside-outside switchable player. I'd be interested. I'd be really interested to see if they do make that move, if it's if it's one or the other, if it's both there. Could at this point, and I know the big conversation point is Adafi Owe with that pass rush, and is he going to be able to step up? That's a huge question. I, I talked about questions on yesterday's show. If you haven't checked that out, well, I guess it's today's show. If you haven't checked that out, be sure to check it out because we talk about the pass rush and Adafi Owe and how big of a year he has to have. So when signing a Rocky Asin, it kind of shores up that cornerback room a little more to say, well, now should they focus more on the edge room kind of the pass rush, or should they continue to stack? and add in that secondary dollhouse in here narration saying, I like this signing. Shout out to you, dollhouse. Welcome in. Wave Runner saying, beautiful signing. E. James, get EDC chant going. EDC, EDC, EDC. B. B. James is feeling it here. So shout out to you. Wave Runner saying, Ravens actually have money. This is crazy to think of. Thank you, Lamar Jackson, for freeing up some salary for us. And that, that's what it is. Again, we thought we'd go back to Alyssa's comment. Piece of the puzzle. That's exactly what it is. Moore's signing, I think, frees up so much, and you're now able to add pieces around not just Lamar, which I think was needed and has, has happened, but pieces on that defense, depth, and really good depth at that with a player like Jesse. But I don't think they're done. I don't think they're done here. And Steve Bloom saying Robinson is going to get more sacks than OA. I wouldn't take that bet personally, but if he, if OA doesn't step up, it it's it's panic. It off at OA there. Wave Runner also saying, I like Robinson at JPP, and we're good. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are feeling good about this defense, especially when you think about you know just where they are, all three levels. They have solid depth at all three levels. I think the Calais Campbell loss does hurt them. Like, I, I'd feel a lot better in, in the front if Calais Campbell was there. But, you know, got to move on from that. It, it's tough, but oh well. You know, you got to move on and kind of trust in the young guys. So, coming up in our final segment, we diving a bit more into what the Ravens can do moving forward. Marcus Peters, Adrian Jones, Justin Houston, positions of need, a lot more. So we should stay tuned on our instant reaction edition of Lockdown Ravens. We are back. Our final segment, our final part of this live instant reaction Lockdown Ravens episode. Kevin Alchuk is still here with you on this beautiful Wednesday evening, Wednesday, May 3rd. And we're talking about the Rocky Estian signing live here. Be sure to subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Again, we hit 4,000 today. Uh, I'm so grateful. Appreciate it from everybody who has been part of this journey with me. We're coming up on my 1,000th episode, less than 25 episodes to go until that. I've been doing the show since August of 2019. <laughs> think, think about that. Like where we were is, is a franchise for the Ravens back then. Marquise Brown was just drafted. Lamar was gearing up for a second NFL season. He's now in turn six. So kind of crazy to kind of look at that time machine and go back in time a little bit more. Let's now talk, though, about the future of this team after yesterday. What comes after Rocky Yassin is signing. Obviously, the, the big player we've been talking about him all episode has been Marcus Peters and kind of what Marcus Peters would bring to this team and if he should be signed even after Yassin. I think both of them would be a really, really, really good signing. Again, it gives you the ability to have three, I'd say, really solid. Humphrey's a star. He's more than solid. But two other really solid guys next to Marlon Humphrey. And you want to have that, again, Injuries happen. Things happen. Rocky Asin has not played a full season in the NFL. You don't want to necessarily rely on him and say, okay, well, if this team goes down, you, you now have to pivot back to where you were in the first place. You know, I think with these signings, like I talked about it with Sammy Watkins, for example, with these guys who have never played full seasons, you can rely on some of the production, and obviously I'm excited for what he can bring to the table, but you cannot necessarily bank on him, oh, this is the year where he can play a full 17 games. I think you have to have even more insurance there in a secondary room right now that I think has depth, 
but it's a lot of experience and young depth where if, if we're talking December football, you just need a win. Are you trotting out Brandon Stevens or Caillou Blue Kelly or Trayvon Mullen in a must-win game and say, all right, yeah, we're confident in this. I mean, I'm sure the Ravens would say they were, but I feel like you want to have a Peters out there if the broadcast team goes down. So I'm on board with signing Marcus. I don't think the move would be one that breaks their bank. Again, they can make it incentive-laden, health, plays, snaps, interceptions, tackles. They can make what they want there. Again, we'll kind of see what the, the sin deal is. But Odo Beckham, as I talked about earlier, it, it was catches, it, it's yards, it's touchdowns. You can make that with a cornerback, just like you saw here with Rock Destiny. Raven 76, B. more saying, on the real, this team looks scary on both offense and defense. Praying it translates to the field. And yeah, you know, we, we can say, oh, the Ravens are instant Super Bowl contenders. And I think they are. I think they have upped their fortunes ever since, <laughs> even in the past week that they've done that. But at the same time, you have to get the chemistry down. OTAs, training camp, going to be very, very important for them to get this. And obviously, health. I think health is the biggest thing here. Steve Saunders is now out. I think that was a couple of years late. But regardless, you now have him out. I think the strength and conditioning program is going to be better. Hopefully we'll see health translate a little bit more to the field. Because I think we, you know, we've honestly been robbed. I think the 2021 season, we all know, was an absolute disaster health-wise. 2022, obviously, Lamar goes down. You have a couple other injuries here and there. Michael Pierce, Kendall Fuller, like a couple other minor ones. Obviously, and then you have the big ones, like Bateman going down, Devin Duvernay going down as well. So, for me, I hope that the health can translate over the field. Because I think that's really big here. See Bloom saying Robinson is a beast to watch. I'm excited about him. Huge guy, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, uses his length to get the football out of the quarterback's hand. A ton, a ton of forced fumbles on sacks, so a bunch of strip sacks there, which I'm excited to see. And BJ on my way to 4K. I, I hit 4K. I'm on my way to 5K now. Uh, but let's get there as fast as we can. I'm really excited for the growth here. I'm also expanding the Instagram. And uh, thank you for having me on, obviously, Twitter, Instagram. Also, Chaos Chicken 34 on Facebook is just my name. So we're trying to expand, get this show in front of other people as well. But to me, I think Peters is like the no-brainer. Yeah, this is what the next move could be. Adrian Amos has actually been another one that people are starting to bring up. He's a safety, someone who started his career off in Chicago and then went to Green Bay. I might have that flipped. No, Chicago, Chicago, then went to Green Bay. And Baltimore guy, you know, Maryland guy. Really exciting to maybe bring another local guy in. You know, I know we, we talked all about all these local players coming in. Deontay Banks was one that I think a lot of people wanted to see in the draft, but just uh, was not meant to be overall there. But I think Adrian Amos is someone who can give you flexibility. You can maybe slot him into Chuck Clark's place. Again, wouldn't necessarily cost you a ton of money. I honestly think that Amos would cost you more than Peters at this point. Just personally, I, I know positional value, corner is prioritized over safety but I still think that Amos would probably cost you a tiny bit more, but that would allow you the flexibility to go out there and maybe move Kyle Hamilton still. You can put him in the slot if you need to. If it Williams or Brandon Stevens isn't working out, and Amos can give you back that three safety, which again, I think is so valuable for them with what they did last year with Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton, and Chuck Clark. It would just be Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton, and Adrian Amos there. And Steve Bloom's given some Hamilton insight. Kyle played OLB slash safety slash slot corner. Plus one position, I call it the monster. T. Simpson, uh, yeah, Simpson can play OLB, IOB, edge safety. I call that the Canis, and they both will be on the field at the same time with Roquan and PQ. I don't know what Simpson's role is going to be. It's a really interesting conversation about 
what they could do with Trent Simpson moving forward about how, like if Patrick Queen, I think that's another conversation, right? Still going to be on the team or not. I think if he is, you don't have to throw Trent Simpson in, but you can still utilize him that you can play him up you can play him back. You can play him off ball. You can play him on the edge. You can do that. And we're kind of seeing again, you know, Steve Blooms talks about it almost like this position list where Cal Hamilton's playing all these positions and Simpson can do the same thing. You're now getting to this positionless era of Ravens football. I think we're going to see it more like maybe next year. I think Patrick will come back. But that's an interesting part of this whole conversation. Baltimore get up saying Rocky Asin is going to make us better. And growing with Jay saying smash that like family. Yeah, I appreciate everybody tuning in here. Again, I, I think it's really, you know, have this and be able to talk about this stuff live here in the comments. I can engage with the chat. So again, turn notifications on, subscribe, like the video. I really appreciate all of that here. Sharon Martin saying, is this a make or break year for OA now? I, I see a job exploding this year. I I think this is a big year. When I say it's make or break for him, I think next year is that. If he absolutely just has a dud of a year, it's panic time. Like, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's, <laughs> I don't think I'm, – I'm not putting the bus label until after four seasons. So I think that, oh, wait, it's time to panic if he doesn't have a good year this year. But you have to see something like you. I think if OA shows absolutely nothing, like no improvement whatsoever, that's a really bad sign. Like for I always go back. I always say this: Tyus Bowser versus Williams back in 2019. Bowser and Williams second and third round picks respectively in 2017. They both showed barely anything in their first two years. Bowser began to show some stuff during the 2019 season and his third season. Tim Williams did not. Tim Williams got cut. They're not going to cut Adafi OA after this year. But I want to I want to see out of that Tyus Bowser trend because year four for Tyus Bowser was great. It was his breakout season. I remember he was a really big extension. So to me, I think that that's a key for them. Justin Houston to me, I, I know C. Blooms mentioned Jason Pierre Paul's another maybe option there. I know Jadavian Clown, he's been talked about a, a couple of times. Other needs, offensive line. I think that they're just going to roll what they have offensive line wise. I don't necessarily see them going out there and Finding a guy offensive line-wise, I think it's more they're going to roll with what they have and just see what ends up happening. So I think pass rush is a huge factor for them. And we have to, I think, sign one more guy there, whether it's Houston, JPP, maybe both, who knows. And then safety-wise, corner-wise, secondary-wise, Marcus Peters, Adrian Nemos, et cetera. But that's all I have for you here today on Lock on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in to this live edition. Again, be sure to subscribe, turn notifications on. We're our five-day-a-week Ravens podcast. We got live editions here also, so you can tune into those. But five days a week, Monday through Friday here. So be sure to stay tuned for all of our episodes. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Lockdown Ravens.